Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese, back once again with the SoCal Seahawk, Robert English, and that damn dirty duck, Matt Page. It is Seahawks season. The Seahawks have started as of this week. Training camp has begun, and we have lots of things to talk about. We're Let's just dive right into it, guys, with the number one most important thing, this quarterback situation. I've been reading up on this, and... They got Geno Smith out there with the number ones. They have Drew Locke with the number twos. And the interceptions seem to be flying. (laughs) Uh, I'm not feeling good just three, four trainings in. Well, you got to remember it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's early in training camp. And these are new quarterbacks getting in in a rhythm with the the guys. Uh, We're still implementing, from what I understand, they're still kind of implementing, you know, a little bit of a change to offense. And, you know, we've had Russell for so long, we were spoiled with a guy who, you know, would take his his wide receivers to to, on vacation to Hawaii with them and and spend the whole offseason with them. And so, you know, there's some guys that got got to get on the same page. There'll be some some rough points. Yeah. um, It's, it's, uh, (laughs) we were, you said it very well. It, it, we've been treated. We've been treated for for the better part of a decade or for a decade, and um, you know it's a it's a snap back to reality. Um, you know, and um, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work our way through it. Um, you know, Gino, I, I was I would say I wouldn't worry too much about what we're seeing in the preseason and in training camp from Gino um, because we saw what he was able to do um, in yeah, at game time last season in Russell's absence. Um, and I think as long as we get at least that, uh, we have a workable situation, you know, obviously we're not going undefeated. Um, but, uh, you know, I think training camp is the time where you, where you, you know, you kind of push, you do things, you, you, you're, you're learning, you're, you're trying things out. So maybe that has something to do with the interceptions. I don't know. I'm, maybe that's just wishful thinking. Well, from what uh, I understand, yeah, it's, wish, it's wishful thinking. Yes. Well, it's wishful thinking, <laughs> but no, it, what I understand, it's also, we've, we've been having some surprise at corner. Uh, some really great play by safety and by corner um, by some of the young guys um, in camp. But also, Drew Locke has apparently been impressing a little bit. I guess he's been a little more mistake-free of the two. If, you, if you're putting the two up next to each other, so far Drew Locke has apparently been having the better camp of the two, from what I've okay. read. Yeah, but he's playing against the number twos. And he apparently has so – they have so little confidence in him, they won't let him play with the ones. I'm sure they'll give him a chance here and there. It's early hey, yet. Is that, is that a competition? Is that a competition <laughs> when you just get a chance here and there? Does that always compete? Well, I, I think I think yeah, like 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 Rob said, we we had we had Gino last year last couple last couple of years, so we know he knows the offense. He's familiar with it. He's familiar with some of the receivers, uh, and and so it's likely you know, it's obvious that he's going to start from a, a position of strength. But if Drew Locke continues to be a little mistake, more mistake free, and that with the with the twos, he'll he'll get his reps with the ones. I I, I put it like this, like I I would say, I mean, again, you know, I, I haven't spent I haven't spent that much time in the Seahawks front office, but um, <laughs> if uh, if I was gonna say anything, say that um, you know, Gino has to be the heir apparent, right? And and you would ha- it would take it would take a you know a a a, a, a very very clear you know um uh, uh it had to be a very clear decision to 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 uh to move past him and, and start um and start drew lock like for instance when russell wilson came uh it was going to be 
Matt Flynn. It was going to be that. The only reason it wasn't Matt Flynn is that Russell was just so great. It just, you couldn't not put the guy in, you know? So you would have to be that kind of situation to not start your, your heir apparent. In my, the way I look at it. At least well, to start the we, season. Why yeah. do we have an heir apparent? What, what's, what, well, I think, we... I, I, I think he's the heir apparent. I mean, like Matt said, basically, I mean, if nothing else, simply because he's been there. He's, he's played with the ones, he started with the ones, and he's played more or less pretty good with the ones. I mean, obviously, last season wasn't great. Um, and obviously, he didn't go in there, and, and he wasn't a, a world beater while he was in there with us. But he, he knows the system, um, and, and he's been there. And, and and that, if nothing else, gives him a leg up on on, on the job. I would say. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a year in the system already to learn the play to 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 work the sideline with the coordinators and to really understand it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But uh, if I remember right, Drew Bledsoe was in the system at the Patriots for six seven years, and then Tom Brady took his job. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't put much stock in knowing the system. Didn't, didn't Bledsoe like get hurt for like most of the season at that point? He did. And then next season, next season he was out and Brady was in. Yeah. Well, that was. Yep. Tom Brady <laughs> came in and Tom Brady came in and became Tom Brady. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. When so. the greatest, when, when the arguably the greatest quarterback of the, all, all time comes in, you, 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 okay. it, it makes uh, sense. Uh, Tua Vailoa at Alabama took Jalen Hurts job freshman. Like, I don't know if knowing the system means a darn thing. Well, that's because Jalen Hurts is a wide receiver. <laughs> he just doesn't it, know. Whatever yet. you think of him, I'm I'm just telling you guys. It it I I don't put any stock there, into knowing the system. No, there there I think the point Rob was trying to make is that, that there there needs to be a guy, a, a clear difference. There needs to be a, like a, a step up, a guy who cl- walks in and just clearly is far and away better and makes forces the issue. In Drew Locke and in Geno Smith, I think we have two guys that are pretty comparable in terms of t- talent level, to be honest. So it's not so. there's I, not a big I, difference I, there. I don't think so. I think Drew Locke's not very good, and that's that's what that's what they're dealing with right now. <laughs> well, I, what they're dealing with is a no competition situation, <laughs> and I don't think. And what I'm trying to say is, I don't think it has anything to do with knowing the system. Uh, if this were an open competition, Drew Locke should be taking some snaps with the ones. But it this is not an open competition. Like, well, you, it, it, you do make the point about about yeah, they're maybe not might not having enough competition. As I mentioned, we were talking about this before the call. They brought in James Morgan today. Today was a day off for the players, but they and, and they brought into camp. They brought in uh, James Morgan, who's like a free agent quarterback out of Bowling Green and then Florida International, uh, drafted in twenty twenty, um, to 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 see what he's got. So they're still they're still looking at all the quarterback options out there. Um, yeah, and that makes me wonder about Jimmy G. Um, yeah. You know, if he gets cut, although I'm going to throw this out there, I don't even know if he gets cut, to be honest. Uh, but it, but if he does... He has to. Well, how he, much is he owed he, if he if they keep him? A lot. I don't That's, remember what the number is, but Way too lot. much for a backup. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, if you cut him and uh, Trey Lance turns out to be hot garbage on, you know, on skates... <laughs> you would have just screwed your season, right? Well, they already. The thing is, is they they committed to Trey Lance when they traded for that draft spot. They're on that path. It's it's a done deal. I under, understood, but if Trey Lance pulls a Ryan Leaf and is awful, mm-hmm. you'd want the option of Jimmy G. You would, but I don't think there's room to just like have that life preserver on the roster and pay him that much. If you had him on the roster and he's making only like five mil or something like that, sure. But I think he's making like 
12 or 13 or something crazy. So he's, or, or even more than that. So he's, you know, you need, you need to cut him. And, and the risk of that now think, yeah, I need you guys to think like 49ers, okay. which I know you, you know, it, it's tough. It's hard. You don't want to do, yeah. <laughs> but would you just hand over Jimmy G to your competitors for free? Well, the longer they wait, I mean, they're, they're running out, they're running, they're, they're, they're losing their, you know, their, 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 you know, their advantage there. I mean, they, they, if, yeah. um, you know what I mean? If, if, if they wait too long, their only option is going to be to either keep him or cut him. If there's no, and so their, their trade, the trade value or the, you know, their trade power is, is diminishing by the day. So, um, you know, it's, well, it's who, uh, who is going to trade for him to begin with? That's the question. There, nobody anymore. There's us and that, right. that needs a quarterback maybe. And that's it. And they don't want, you don't want to trade in division. If which he goes as a yeah, free which agent. Me because Cleveland, uh, they went through this with Baker Mayfield. But see, Cleveland, they're morons. Well, yeah. I always, I always thought the 49ers were smarter than this. They generally hmm. are. Um, but they, yeah, they committed hard to, to a young quarterback. And, you, I mean, at some point you got to hand the reins to him and see what happens. And I don't think you can afford to have that insurance plan of that expensive on the lo- roster because they can use that money elsewhere um, on their roster. So – I think I think what you do is if you're the forty if I'm the 49ers, I cut my losses, I say goodbye to Jimmy G, wish him well. Um, I, there's no way I'm trading him to the to the Seahawks. If he signs the Seahawks as a free agent, there's nothing I can do to control that. Right. Um, but I'm not going to actively give him to the Seahawks, um, and I wouldn't get anything for him anyway, to be honest. So um, I think I think you just cut your losses and you walk away because everyone in, everyone in football knows you, knows your position and know, you don't have any leverage. So, all right. So, I know you guys are going to have a uh, conflict of of uh, of opinion on DK Metcalf. <laughs> he just got paid. Right I move. Told, I told you guys. I told you guys before when we talked about this. You gotta pay DK Metcalf. You, you're not. You you don't let go of a of a physical specimen of a of a of a man. First of all, before even the football player, the he's, the guy is a is a is a freak of nature, and that that's number one. Number two, he's already shown, despite his 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 couple of uh um you know shortcomings, he's had the drops. He's a little bit. He's got a little bit of a a little bit of a of a hair trigger, but he has shown that. Um, he has shown that he is everything we need in a great wide receiver, and he's going to continue to do that. And and great Tyler Lockett is great. Of course, we we can't we can't downplay Tyler Lockett's um, you know his c- contributions to this team. He's 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 wonderful. He's great. You know, name your first kid after him, obviously. But DK Metcalf is going to destroy this league at some point in his career. And if you're gonna bring in a quarterback who is uh, who knows what, um, or, or, uh, um, you know, needs a little bit of help at the receiver position. You don't let go of DK Metcalf, pay that guy, give these quarterbacks somebody to throw the ball to. Is he great, Matt? He's good. Um, I'd put him in the top 30 wide receivers in the league. Um, there, the, the, the reason why I say 30 is because the competition is insane. There are some amazing wide receivers out there. And in the last like 10, five years or so out of college have been just, I mean, the bar keeps getting raised continuously. Um, 
I knew that we were going to have to pay him. Um, I, 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 I think the cost is actually not ridiculous. I'm okay with it. I think it, it leads us to some options down the road. My position is that we should have traded him before the draft. Um, but that window has passed, and we're stuck having to pay the man. So pay the man, and um, down the road, maybe we explore trading him for something we need, or or we keep him, I guess. I don't know. At this point, we're committed. Uh, there's not much I can say about that. I really wish we would have traded him. The one thing I like is that his contract was uh, about half in signing bonus, yeah, and it's front-loaded. So yeah. that means if this turns into a big issue three years from now, two years, actually, let's just say two years from now, then the ability to trade him is actually pretty easy. Yeah. Or, or cut him, walk away. Yeah. Or cut him. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you don't have the huge input impact. You're not on your... the Jamal Adams situation where, you know, Oh God, have you guys seen that? Let's, let's just flip it uh, to Jamal Adams. Have you guys seen what we're stuck with as far as his contract? It's not fun to think about. <laughs> uh it's it's not a contract you can ever offload uh and especially the way he's playing um but hopefully he bounces back this year there's a there's there's a far better supporting cast around him this 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 season than last so hopefully he can he, he you know he can look a lot better and you know be almost worth what we're paying him at this yeah. point it's kind of horrifying how much we're paying him yeah, it, it was a uh, four-year extension that he got last year, seventy million, thirty-eight million guaranteed. But more importantly, I took a look at the, I, I took a look at the, uh, the salary cap hit that we would take. Unlike the DK Metcalf, where it's all front-loaded. Yeah. Jamal Adams' contract is about the same every year. Yeah. So. Whenever well, you cut him, you're it's like ten million a year is a salary cap hit. I think I think one of the good things about this situation is that we don't have Russell Wilson's uh, contract at the, on the on us at the moment. We don't have a yeah, in other words, we don't have we don't have a forty million dollar quarterback, you know, or, or whatever that kind of salary on the books. So even if we, even if you know we go even if we stay with Geno or we go draft a, a quarterback in this next draft next year or whatever, we're gonna have a young quarterback or a young player, a young cheap player, cost-controlled player at a position that is usually the highest paid on the roster. So um, we can afford kind of to fudge it a little bit right now, so it's not as big a deal. But if we still had Russell on the books, this would be seriously crippling us. I think I think having Jamal Adams on the roster, I mean, this time around, maybe, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put all my money on it. But this time around, you know, we've, I mean, we really have to expect to see some really influential play on the field from Jamal Adams, barring injury. Um, there's just no excuse at this point that we can't see um, this player, um, you know, go out there on that field and make plays, not, you know, not get turned around on some, on some, on some wobbly duck pass. And he gets turned around and overruns it when he should have been an interception. Oh yeah, or hits him in the hits him in the numbers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's he got he it. has what? What does he have? Two interceptions now as a Seahawk, and and mm. and uh, you know, I mean, it's you know, um, yeah. I, th this year we've got to see something better from this guy, and I'm Absolutely. hoping now hope for him. You know, most teams have at least one, you know, uh, you know, one player on their team that's contract heavy. And um, and then that's our guy, you know, but 
to your point, we have we're, the next position that we need, which is quarterback, is going to be a a small money. It's going to be a small money situation. Yeah. You know, and I think that the idea uh, in the front office is that we can hope, hopefully score somebody who's young and talented and do the same thing we did in, tw- in you know, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Pete Carroll has his way. I think he's going to try and him and John Schneider are going to try to recreate that. So you said barring injury, but you, you I hope you guys are familiar. Yeah. Uh, he just broke his one of his um, fingers this week. Yeah. And he's Last decided week. not to yeah. do the surgery because that would put him out for eight, 10 weeks or whatever it is. Um, so in addition so no, to the, so no interceptions, the he had last year, <laughs> now he's got another hand injury. He can't on, I think it's his left hand. I don't think he can like fully bend all his fingers anymore. That's not a good sign. And I, I would prefer that he does the surgery and misses the time now so that we don't, you know, because injuries are the things that, like, they start, they add, they, they add up, they stack up. As you get older, it's like, oh, well, I, you know, I had this injury and it got, you know, I put it, I worked through it or whatever. But it starts to slowly add up over the course of your, your life and career. Yeah, I, I was actually in the same mind frame. It's like, you know what, it's kind of a lost season if we're out there rolling yeah. with Jesus anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, well, it, you know. Why not heal up this year? Yeah, it, I mean, don't be don't be the San Diego Padres with Fernando Tatis and not get him surgery when you know when he's year one of fourteen. Um, you know, no, go go, let him rest, let him get fully one hundred percent and come back. Um, there are some there are some very good safety prospects in camp, and we'll be fine. I mean, like you know, this is a this is an eight or nine win season max, so you know, no big deal. I, I say yes on that, but let, let, let's wait till uh, middle of September, or excuse me, middle of October, and, and let, let's just see how bad we are. If, 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 if that ends up being the case, um, then okay. Because if he's going to get the surgery, it doesn't really matter when he gets it. It's not, there's not really like a, um, a threshold for him. So if, if we're 0 if we're 4, okay. All right, go ahead and sit and <laughs> go get the surgery. Let, let the young guys come in and play. But I, I think, you know, you never know. We just don't know. We don't know what, the, what this team is going to be. We we make up all these ideas, and maybe, I'm, I'm being a homer. But <laughs> let's just see what happens through through week four. Let's see what happens through week four. Let's see what these other teams are going to do. Should we, ch- you know, should we, we call you Travis now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Travis. Okay. Yep, Travis the homer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, St- staying in the DB uh, realm, Ugo Amadi and Marquise Blair have not panned out to what I thought they were going to be. Um, there, there's a possibility one or both of them lose their jobs this this summer. Well, Amadi hasn't even played in camp, hey. and has Blair has Blair, Blair been playing? I haven't seen anything. No, everybody's jumping Blair in the in the lineup. Oh man, okay. I like I really like Blair, but he, yeah, I mean you got to be able to play. That's one of the skill. Yeah, you know you got and one of the one of the one of the check marks of, of how you're rated. You got to be able to actually be available, you know. And as much as I like Blair, he, he's never available. He's had freak in, in, uh, in injuries and and bad rotten luck. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean we need we need guys who can play. That's unfortunate. When he's been, out, when he's been on the field, he's 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 been he's been good. Oh yeah, absolutely. But can we count on him to be on the field? 
Mm. So was was moving Ugo Amadi to nickel a bad idea? I don't think I don't think he could have I don't think he would have managed on the outside. So it was either that or or nothing. Okay. Um, yeah, I yeah. that was the only spot for him. But that's not where he played in college. No, he was what free safety. He was a safety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, moving to moving him to protect the slot against a slot receiver. I don't know. Like, I wonder if they ruined his career trying to make him play something that he didn't know how to play. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how well he was gonna. He was projected to do as a safety out of out of Oregon in the in in the draft. I mean, he was. He's kind of. I mean, I yeah. I, I the nickel just seemed like a natural fit for him from what I you know from when I watched him play. It made it made sense to me that they moved him there. Um, it obviously hasn't really worked out. Um. But I I don't, I don't think they ruined his career. I okay. I mean, but I, it it just. They they went and got Justin Coleman back again. Yeah, which, Coleman's which been good for us in the past. Well, I know, but I mean that tells me that they don't believe in. Amati. Well, Amadi's also had some durability issues, just like yeah, Blair. Yeah. And um, I think Blair's been worse. I think Blair's been Blair. Worse. And who's the other guy from Utah in our in our linebacker core that always is hard? Barton. Co- uh, co- uh, Cody. Um, Cody Barton. Cody Barton. Thank you. Yeah. Those guys, the three of them, I like them all when they're when they're active, but they they're all banged up all the time. I I really need to watch the preseason games this year. Uh, I think we all do. Oh yeah, because, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Clint Hurt, the d- new defensive coordinator, has moved us to a three-four alignment. Yeah. And the first thing I thought is like, oh, do we have four linebackers? <laughs> I don't know if we the quantity to make this work. Kinda. Well, maybe it's more that we only have three down linemen. <laughs> that's that's the thing. They, they won't. Yeah, they won't. We've we, we've we've I think the reason we did this, to be honest, is is that we've significantly, forever, refused to invest in the actual defensive line. We've got a decent nose tackle, and nobody else on the defensive line. Uh, no, I. I I dispute that. We have invested in the defensive line. They end up with guys like LJ Collier. No, right. well, no, he, well, he's he, he's an edge rusher. I'm talking about like tackle, defensive tackle, and nose tackle. He was never an edge rusher at TCU. Well, they 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 are they're claiming he's an edge rusher. That's <laughs> what they drafted him to do. Right. Uh, they did not draft him as a defensive tackle. They drafted him as an edge. Well, one thing I do like is. Uh, Quentin, uh, Quentin Jefferson out of Maryland. He's uh, he was with us for four years, then went away. And now he's back again, and I liked him when he was here. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Um, Al Woods is the anchor. He's the nose tackle, yeah. and he's right, but Je- that's not Jefferson's position. He, he's my buddy. He, he's the nose tackle. I like a good nose tackle. But <laughs> uh, but other than him, I'm not high on Ford. I'm not high on. Um, Puna Ford, you're not high on Puna. Yeah. I'm not high on. I'm not high you on. Might be the only one, Matt. I'm not high on Ford. I'm not high on um, Brian Monet. I'm not high on Jefferson's. Okay, as a backup. Well, what about what about this guy out of? Does anybody know anything about this guy out of Denver that we traded for? Shelby Harris. Oh yeah, I've so watched. He, he he got some praise when he, as he as he came over, but I don't really know a whole lot about his tape. Um, but he did get uh, praise. You know, I, I think 
No, we might have just been been searching for something to be excited about with losing Russell Wilson, but they, <laughs> he came he came over with some praise. No, he, yeah, I've watched him a little bit. He's 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 pretty solid. He had a he had a um, he'd had some rough years. He but this last season he was he was pretty good for them. Uh, and and in our defense, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be reliable. I don't think he's going to be a star, but I think yeah. I think he'll be a usable piece. Rob, Rob, it's kind of funny what you said because that's the way I felt about Noah Fant. Everybody was like, oh, but we got this Noah Fant guy. He's really good. And I was just like, yeah. Well, you, no. you had the reaction yeah. of someone who's watched the Seahawks who, because the Seahawks don't know how to use tight ends. Right, exactly. Uh, that as well. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, no, Noah Fant has had some good games, uh, but he's he's a he's a journeyman tight end. I'm sure. Yeah, I had him, yeah. you know. But um, you know, but I mean, you add him to uh, we we still have um, we still have uh, Will Disley, right? Yeah. Corey um, Parkinson. And Corey Parkinson. Yeah. And and first of all, and Corey Tyler Mabry. And I, I I have high hopes for Kobe Parkinson. I right? first of all, the guy is gigantic. Mm-hmm. If, if we if he can just figure out his football feet, like I I think he could be a great tight end in this league, especially in our in our offense. Um, so, I mean, you get, you put Noah Fant in there in that tight end room. I, I think we, you know, again, remember, we don't have Russell Wilson anymore. We got a different quarterback, different, you know, in this new system. Maybe we, maybe we figure out how to use these tight ends. Um, so wait, are you saying no that fans. Russell Wilson had trouble throwing the tight ends and throwing the short passes? Are, are you, are you admitting that? Well, well, I'm, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's worth so. talking about. <laughs> Because Jimmy Graham should have been better than he was. Sure. He um, got lost in our offense. That could be that could be Russell Wilson. That could also be the offensive coordinator. Um it, you know, it could just be Jimmy Graham was not willing to willing to put the work in. I don't know what it was. But um no, but no, over the over the course of um Russell Wilson's career. Throwing to that short middle didn't happen because I've been complaining the last decade. Like, can you just throw it to the running back out of the backfield? Yeah, there, yeah. So many times he's running back and forth, running back and forth, and there's the running back just standing there by himself on the sideline, going, "Throw it to me, buddy. I might open. I can get like a 15 yards." And Russell right. keeps looking, keeps looking, keeps looking, yep. keeps looking, and it's like, dude, take what they'll give you. Uh, that's that's why I'm excited about this new offense with a, with a different quarterback where we actually might see some short passes and some quick slants and some tight ends being used. And Paul Parkinson, I've been high on. I was excited about him being drafted uh, from out of Stanford. I watched him play at Stanford. Huge kid, and if he gets if he gets downfield with a ball, they're not no one's going to be able to tackle him. He's he's like Gronk in terms of mismatch downfield. Right. Um. Yeah, if they can if they can if they can get him involved in the passing game, that's gonna be huge. When I when I went to the uh, uh, Niners game last year, me and the wife w- uh, flew up to up to uh, up to um, Frisco to watch that game. And um, after the game, um, after we spanked the Niners, in case any Niners fans are listening, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I went down to the um, where the players exit out of the stadium, and uh, Kobe Parkinson was the first guy out, and I didn't realize how big he was until that moment. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, God, this dude is huge. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, in a, in a in good shape. He's not just a tall, lanky dude. He's, I mean, he's a solid guy, but he's just, you know, it's like like the dude in Prometheus. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's, just I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's big. 
Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what you guys are talking about. Can we see what this offense, what Shane Waldron's offense, is supposed to look like? Well, that's up to uh, that's up to Pete, Mr. Carroll. He's well, the coach. Here's one thing I'm wondering, and even though I'm not really high on Geno Smith, uh, the games that we did see, the four games that we did see him play in, mm-hmm. it looked like he was following. But he wasn't doing the Russell Wilson thing, just running so, around. So, oh, so your 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 question really is: is how much of it was Russell refusing to do the co- you know the the offense and trying I'm to improvise? Interested. I'm interested to see that play. And out. how yeah. much of it is, yeah, it, it is maybe Pete pulling the strings, or was it Russell refusing to you know and trying to trying to force things? Yeah, that's a good good. We'll we'll see. That's that's going to be well, fun to oh. find out. I don't even if even if it does work out differently, I don't know if I would say it was necessarily that. I mean, you have to play to your strengths. And that's what Russell Russell Wilson did, right? Like R- Russell played to his strength. That that was Russell's strength was doing what he did out there on the field. Um so I don't know that I would say that, you know, it was, you know, like he was just, you know, going doing his own thing out there. I think I think the offense was catered for Russell toward Russell to do what Russell does well. Um, and Gino or anybody else out there is not going to be able to do what Russell did well. Certainly not as well as Russell did. Uh, so I think we will see a difference, a difference in the gameplay, a difference in the, um, you know, and what they do on the field, what the quarterback does in the pocket, simply because their attributes are different. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I, I guess, what, what I'm more trying to say is like, uh, I would love to see what Shane Waldron's offense actually looks like. Because I don't think when Russell Wilson was in there, that's what the offense is supposed to be doing. Um, you're saying they play to his strengths. I don't think that's the case. I think I think there's a lot of improv. Uh, they allow for it. They're they, they're cool with it because he succeeds at it most of the time. Because he succeeds at it. But you know, I'd like to see, you know, what happens if you hit that, you know, Travis Homer out of the backfield, uh, which I saw plenty of times. <sighs> so much Wilson not do in deference for a longer throw. You know, uh, especially when he had his broken finger, like. Right. You kind of have to change the game, especially with the speed. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a step slower. Um, well, you have to, to change the game up a little bit. Here, here's one thing you can you can count on, and this is probably not what you're what you're gonna want to hear, uh, but uh, yeah, we can say, okay, are we gonna see what Shane Waldron's offense looks like this time around? Blah 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 blah. Uh, but what you can count on is that, and he's already said, it, Pete Carroll wants to run the football oh, and yeah. play strong D, and so. You know, I think we're only going to see the um, the Shane Waldron influence within that box. Within that frame, yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm excited about is Ken Walker the third, Doak Walker Award winner. I don't know why nobody's talking about, about him at all. Like, He's our starting running back. I don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about him. He's our number <laughs> one running back. He's not oh. – he's not – there, there's no reason there is no certain area where he is not our number one running back uh he's not a third down back is the book on him well that's fine but that i mean number he's number one on the depth chart is what i'm saying he's number he's the number one guy he's the guy who starts the game i, I wouldn't mind seeing him you bring you, in you, you bring in penny as a change of pace you bring in homer on third downs uh and and i was thinking penny on uh i was thinking penny more on the longer distance because he can catch pretty well Okay, sure, in some packages, yeah, but but uh, in terms he of can't. he's going to take Carson's he role. 
He's taking Carson's <laughs> role. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the ground and pound main main back guy. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. I I was so psyched when they picked him because uh, he was he was the entire Michigan State offense <laughs> that year. Yeah. Are, are are we sure that he's he's gonna get get the nod at uh, at, at, at uh, halfback? That's he should. Rashad Penny. I think it's gonna okay. What's gonna happen is Penny is gonna get it, but he's gonna lose it pretty quickly because he's gonna get a paper cut. Uh. On, on on like a week before the first game and miss like four weeks because of a paper cut and then and then you know Walker will take you're it. Go, you're gonna make me say it. You guys are gonna make me say it, aren't you? Yeah, say are, it. Are you predicting? Are you predicting sweeping declaration weeks? about uh about Mr. Penny? Three weeks of 100 yards. Uh, I'm I'm predicting that uh, Rashad Penny is going to uh he's he's gonna average 95 yards a game through the first six weeks of the season. He's gonna average how many? Sorry, clarify that. Say that again. Not, not, he's ninety-five. Not going, nine, he's not going full hundred. He's not going. He's not going full hundred. He's backed it back a bit. Okay. All right. Well, no. I mean, who? I mean, who averages hundred yards a game? Like that—that's crazy. So, you like, said that last year. You said he was. Gonna... Yeah, you said that. <laughs> I, you know what? If you don't, if you don't have it on tape, then it didn't happen. Oh, we have it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we're running towards the end of the show here, but I do want to bring up one last player. All right, uh, because everybody, everybody's been writing about him. Condota, uh talked about him. Jim Moore has been talking about him, and that's uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe with a C uh, and a Y. Yeah, cornerback uh, out of Cincinnati. He was the Jim Thorpe Award winner. He just landed to us in the fifth round, and I've been reading up. He was an amazing. He was an amazing player last year for Cincinnati. He's why, uh, oh, what was the guy, uh, what's the nickname of the guy who went uh, in the first round, like first five pick overall for uh, Cincinnati? Oh, the one who was injured for most of last year? Uh, but the guy, the guy who was number five overall or something like that. Um, like he's juice squeeze or? Yeah, he took, he took half the, he took half of, I mean, he's why, high, part, he's why that guy looks so good. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Uh, and right now, I it think they're both could be they're both good. I think Brian is penciled in as the backup for Sidney Jones, right? He's actually been starting in place of uh, Trey Brown out of Oklahoma State. Okay, or no, Oklahoma, uh, who I thought should be the starter. He's still uh, hurt up until that injury. Yeah, yeah. No, he looked great last year. The what little we saw of him. Boy, that was another steal too. He was like a fifth or sixth rounder. Things he was small. And because he liked to get, well, he liked to basically like grab onto the shoulders of guys and like have them get dragged and 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 while they're trying to catch the ball, it, you know, do some things that were probably against the rules, but whatever. Uh, it's better than getting blown past. And <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he first of all, first of all, I mean, he has a great name, so he's destined for greatness, right? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and he's wearing number eight, isn't he? So, uh, I mean, the dude is, uh, the dude is, uh, he's, he's, he's got his head on his shoulders. No, <laughs> but why does number eight matter? Uh, Cause that's Kobe Bryant, like Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. Well, Kobe Bryant was like 21 or something. Yeah, but Kobe Bryant's oh, first no, he number. Changed, was, he changed his number. Yeah. Kobe changed to 24 later on, but his diversity, his first number was number eight. Cause, cause he had a certain uh, event happen in Colorado and then he changed his name and all, uh, changed his number and all, all was forgiven. Oh, it's not to sell right. more jerseys. Uh, sauce. It was sauce. That was the guy. Sauce Gardner. That was going to bother me. Sorry. Um, by the way, the <laughs> last year watching defensive ends with single digit numbers confused. Oh, me. it's really confusing. 
<laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Is I, it Dunlop I love, that had Bucky number Trent. like six or something like that? Uh, Dunlap. Dunlap was number. Dunlap was number. Wasn't he number eight? He was number eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was there. I think he was eight. Yeah. And I I six or eight. Oh no, um, Diggs. Diggs was six, wasn't he? Or or was it? Um... I don't remember. I'm just like, who's yeah. that guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> right. Who's that guy? Like, we get used to numbers. Why is there a quarterback that looks like he's 300 pounds tackling that guy's that other quarterback? <laughs> our our simple man brains can't comprehend. You know, the numbers don't make sense. Change is bad. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to wrap up the show here. But uh, I want to thank uh, the Soul Cal Seahawk, Robert English, and uh, that damn dirty duck, Matt Page, for joining us this week. We're talking a little Seahawks uh, a little bit earlier today. Um, Brian uh, had a had a nice little interview with Todd, uh, Todd uh, Hudler, the PA announcer for the Mariners and a local radio legend. Uh, so we'll get that posted up. We'll get this posted up. Um, do, uh, shout outs. Let's do quick shout outs or else uh, Solak will get mad at us. Um, <laughs> a quick little shout out to my friend Amanda. Uh, her husband passed away uh, last week uh. or two weeks ago and uh, uh, hope she's doing well. You're supposed to be positive. You're blowing this. I'm not insulting giving, somebody for change. Okay, oh, okay. that's right. positive. Right. I'll just consider that a positive. I know. No, no. I, I, it's unfortunate for her. Good, good, good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Rob, you got? Do you, do you have a shout out? Um, yeah, I tell you what. I, I, my shout out will be to. Uh, uh, here we go again. I'm going not positive. I'm going uh, uh, <laughs> negative. <laughs> um, my shout out is to all of the California based. Geico employees who all lost their jobs this week oh, because yeah. Geico decided they were going to completely pull out of the state of California. Wow. Um, they, yeah, that Geico is not um, seems to not be doing all that great. Um, and so every any any outside sales um, uh, locations in the state of California all close all on the same day. Hundreds of employees across the state, like 38 locations, um, just all lost their jobs all at once. So shout out to them. I hope I wish them the best, and uh, you know, hopefully they get unemployment and get to you know live fat for for a few months. Oh Jesus! Oh, okay, man. okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little more positive shout out. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna shout out to Soulman Solak himself uh, for continuing to give us uh, amazing guests. Uh, as you mentioned, the PA announcer, uh, him and him and I also inter- um, interviewed yesterday uh, Walter uh, Thompson, who's the um, third pick in the um, MLB draft by the Mariners this past season, otherwise known as the Vanilla Missile. Uh, he's a bright 17-year-old kid um, down, throw, who throws 97 miles an hour somehow. Uh, <laughs> but we had a great chat with him. We'll have that up uh, available very soon as, soon as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I just continuing to do an amazing job, Soul Man, and uh, thanks, thanks for all your hard work. All right, thanks, guys. Check us out on social media at Seattle Sports U on Twitter. Check us out at www.seattlesportsteam.com. Check out this podcast on all the various places that you get podcasts from, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Hawks!